Hey everybody, welcome to the Three Angry Gamers Podcast. Yes, the Three Angry Gamers Podcast, the first ever episode. Surprise! I was thinking out of nowhere, but I had to call this together at the last minute, so don't bitch at me if there's something missing from the news that we're going to cover. Now, I'll bitch you. It's probably all you. No, <laughs> shut up. All right, so you hear a new voice today with me, and joining the Three Angry franchise is Chris. Hello. I'm Hi, Chris. Chris. Hi. <laughs> Chris, we what are your gamer just, credentials? We, ju- we just even met. What's what are my credentials? <laughs> yes. Oh dear God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been playing video games forever. Um, I like my cat. Uh, I stream video games. That's how uh, Batnut Corey and I we met probably a year ago at least. And yeah, I'm a musician and live live up in New England and. Sometimes I'm a jerk, so that's why he asked me to do this. Excellent. Curtis, everyone knows you. You don't need to be introduced right now. I am the I am the founder of the Three Angry Nerds podcast and okay. this network as a whole. But yes, because be- this is a gaming podcast, don't you want to ask me what my gaming credentials are? I think people already know, but okay, sure. Okay. Well, uh, I was a PC gamer for many years. Uh, I started off with the Game Boy. The Game Boy was actually my first, like... Well, it's not really a console, but it was my first, like, thing gaming I Gaming device. Gaming device, yeah, that wasn't a PC. Uh, so play on that. I like the GameCube. I like the Xbox. Yeah, I like a lot of things. Yes, I play a lot we're, of games. we're multi-console. We try to be. Yeah. Yes. No Nintendo, bullshit console PS4, wars. Virtual Boy, Wander Swan. We got it all. God. Ugh. Yeah. And Gage? All right. Anyone? Uh, um, I'm I'm still playing. I I actually have like an old Game Boy Color in storage that like occasionally I'll just break out just because I'm like I want to feel like I'm in the welfare age again and play like the worst handheld ever. Game Boy I have my Color. Game Boy Advance locked away somewhere. Oh, that thing has bite marks when I get so frustrated. That thing gave hand cramps. That was rough. It was oh, bad. Hours on end. Fuck yeah. Oh, and if we're talking like the OG Game Boy Advance, the one that had no backlit screen, where you were like basically like huddled underneath a light just so you could have like a glimmer of what you were doing. Yes, yeah. you need to buy a separate lamp accessory. I had that oh, first. God. What was the first Castlevania game that came out with that? And it was pitch black in the game. So I was oh, like gosh. leaning into the sun, staring, trying to make it work. It was, <laughs> it was a bad time. <laughs> then I bought every variety of lights you could. The worm light, this floodlight thing that weighed four times as much of it and <laughs> eight to six batteries at a time. Oh, dear God. Oh. What we're saying is gamers nowadays you have nothing to complain about back in my have it day easy yeah back, back in my in day. day it was uphill both ways and we had to we had no backlit screen and we had oh, to buy our passwords <laughs> <laughs> you actually had to put batteries in your portable devices you can just charge them saving what's that leave it on <laughs> god so accurate uh okay ready to go on the news always yeah okay I'll get this one out of the way since we already covered this on Three Angry Nerds. But Nintendo announces Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. Chris, how do you feel about this? I mean, I'm pumped. I know nothing about it just because they're teaser. And then like every little frame by frame shot of it led to just, here's a picture of Blastoise on a fire truck. So I mean, if (laughs) if that's the game, if that's the game, I'm fine with it. Because I chose Squirtle as a kid mm. so uh fire trucks and blastoise that's cool did no yeah. one ever choose bulbasaur um i feel like carlos likes 
Bulbasaur, but then Carlos is like contrarian, so can't really take his opinion for much of anything. Ouch, Chris. What if Carlos listens to this? No, he won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He doesn't listen to any other podcast. No. If okay, it's not let's... see like if it's not a soundtrack to a movie or video game, he won't listen to it. So we're we're safe. Excellent. Alright, so Chris, you're pumped. Curtis, I'm guessing you're pumped too. Obviously. Yeah, I'm actually really excited because I've been sort of like in this area where the older games, well, not the older games, but I guess older in retrospect, the X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, were starting kind of like getting a little dull. And I was like, okay, I kind of want more. And then the uh, the last like original game, which was X and Y, was really good. I really enjoyed it. But I kind of was like, I'm kind of done with the Kalos region, which is where those games were set. So I was kind of ready to move on. So it looks like they're actually moving on from that area and just going to a new area, which I'm totally stoked for. Right. New land, probably new generation, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's been actually really cool is like, you know, because everyone knows me as like one of the biggest Pokemon fans, everyone's like, hey, I picked up the, you know, 3DS re-release. I'm really getting back into Pokemon again. So I think, you know, a lot of people are starting to kind of pick up Pokemon again. Maybe, you know, it's been a while people are starting to get kind of get excited for Pokemon again. So I think sales-wise, it'll probably do pretty well. Yes, I would think so, especially if they add new innovations to it. Well, the fact yeah, that like Blastoise. Yeah, Blastoise on a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> All you need. Oh, that's, Actually, that makes sense for that kind of world, though. When we put out fires, you want a Blastoise. Yeah, like, I mean, what I want to know is, is Charizard setting those fires? Like, is he like the arsonist of the Pokemon universe? He's and then a jerk. <laughs> He's just lighting things on fire, and then there's Blastoise in a truck, like, having to fix uh, Charizard shit. Is there a Bulbasaur lying in the corner feeling useless because no one likes him? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) All right, moving on. Next, we have Uncharted 4. The story trailer gets revealed, and apparently it had secret Assassin's Creed art based off of Black Flag. Yeah. Did you all see the trailer? I I saw the trailer. What did you all think of it? It's uncharted. It, it's gonna like steamroll everybody. It's gonna like have its way with you, and you're gonna love it. And then, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I, I like the uncharted games. I don't love them the same way a lot of people do, but I definitely enjoy them. And I feel like anytime these games come out, like everyone just you know ears pop up, and everyone starts taking notice. Ah, yes, because it's the Indiana Jones of the video game world, basically. Yeah, like even Laura Croft took from it. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm. I'm kind of curious about because that new Lara Croft game came out. So I'm kind of curious how people are going to stack up Uncharted 4 to Lara Croft, especially because those games are similar. They're definitely not the same, but they're no, similar say so. in a lot of ways. So, Chris, what do you think? I mean, I'm super excited for it. I, I, just to elaborate on what Curtis said, I'd be curious to see what they do in terms of um, auxiliary stuff. Like think about uh, with the Lara Croft and the, the Tomb Raider reboot. You had all these mm. little shrines that may lead to just some simple content or might be something vital. So I'd, I'd be curious to see how they play it out. But overall, I'm always excited for it. And you mentioned the Assassin's Creed thing. I didn't notice it when I first watched it. but I didn't either. I saw the aftermath and the apology. So I don't know. It was, yeah. it was weird for them to be kind of lazy in that sense with the trailer. But hell, there's deadlines. <laughs> True. I mean, you know, there's crunch time, obviously, in video games. Mm-hmm. And the lease is coming up. And apparently one of the designers is from original Assassin's Creed team. So I guess that's how it snuck in. A little bit yeah. Of a yeah. I don't think it was a big deal, though. I don't think it hurt anybody, right? 
if anything, people are going to be like, wait, Black Flag, that game I haven't touched in decades. Well, not decades. But... Maybe it's a cinematic universe in the making. Shit, that could be it. <laughs> no, I'm looking We're... forward to Uncharted. Like seeing the like, dialogue tree, seeing some of the new gameplay elements. Like, it looks really smooth all around. And like, it's like this is what I was Uncharted uh, building towards. Like, I'm going to be the first one, back in like, a moment. Okay, right, he's going to get his pizza. But yeah, the first Uncharted, obviously, like it had some. It was good, but it had some rough spots. And over time, they've been improving upon the gameplay, expanding it, making it better, feel better. Yeah. Did you ever play any of the multiplayer parts of, of the Uncharted? Oh God, you know that's the thing. I feel so ashamed for saying this, but no, I never played any of the Uncharted multiplayer. I was a single player guy. Oh, I, I did it a little bit. I remember. I think when two came out, was that Among yeah, Thieves? Was... Yeah, I was. Yeah, two was Among Thieves, and three was. God dang it. Uncharted. Drake's Deception? <laughs> yes, Drake's Deception. <laughs> what was Drake's Deception anyways? In the whole it was thing. the third one. Oh. In the whole no, scheme about, like, of things? I don't... I, I played through them all once. I'm, I'm guilty of this. I played... There were one playthrough. I love them and I haven't gone back. I probably should do that. I want to do that. I still have the Uncharted collection on my PS4 waiting for me. Mm. God, that first game though. Just... It's not bad, but it does not aged well, especially all the fucking gunfire, the gunfights. No. Well, yeah. It, if what was it back in two thousand and seven that came out or something or eight? Yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, around that time. Yeah, it was the hitting, first first of the series. We're hitting like ten years on that, which is weird to say. Like that is weird to say because Naughty Dog doesn't usually do this because usually they have a new franchise to start each generation. Mm-hmm. Like you had Crash Bandicoot, you had Jack and Daxter, then you had Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my guess I, is they I, just I to wrap it. I just wanted to go back to Crash Bandicoot, and everyone's just like... Uh, everyone's Crash Bandicoot, dude. That's why everyone was so pissed at that uh, Sean Lane for wearing that Crash shirt and teasing everyone. Did anything I just feel like three? it would be great. Like, no, I think they were just toying around with it. They're, they're always toying around with that. I think, you know, being that, like, my job, my day work is uh, marketing, I think what they were trying to do is just see if people are interested. Like, see, hey, if, you know, Sean Layton wears this shirt, you know, how many people are going to be like... Crash Bandicoot, I want to see that. They're just trying to measure up what people think. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like to know something's in the work because, I mean, it's not like Activision's doing anything with them. No. And even if they did, I don't think it would be that great anyways. Oh, no, Activision, no. Unless it's Skylanders or some shit. Ugh. Yeah. Poor, rest in peace, Spyro. Mm. <laughs> All right, next up. Sony announces a PSVR event at GDC this year. And alongside that, Sony has filed a patent for a glove controller based around VR. Now, what are your all's thoughts on VR as a whole? Too expensive. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, starting out. I mean, Oculus has like, what, 600 bucks? Then you have the HTC Vive, which is announced for $800. That's and plus, when you buy it, you have to clear out an entire room just to use the damn thing. Because <laughs> here's the problem, in my eyes at least, is that if you want this technology to really you know, get out there. You need to go at it from a low cost standpoint and then put out the games. That's how they're going to make their money back. But the problem is, is that because the price point's so high, they've put this barrier in front of people that, you know, sure, you're going to get a few early adopters, but I'm pretty sure that thing is not going to sell well right off the bat. Right. It's hard to imagine it going mainstream at those prices. No. Which is why if Sony does announce a price point at GDC and it's like below, I want to say 500 bucks, I think they'll have a shoe in. I mean, I think the sweet spot would be 300 That's just me. But yeah, I feel like if they did it for... True, yeah. they would have to eat, eat a loss for that. And they're just now starting to make money after years. Well, that's the thing. Because like, whenever they do something like this, they have to view it like an investment. That, yeah, it's $300, but you know, we're investing basically money into, 
hey, you know, somebody can now buy a PS4 and it can be sort of like a lower cost solution to VR than, say, building a PC, which is going to be expensive in and of itself. Right, a proper right? PC can actually run VR too. It's like a thousand bucks. I think the biggest yeah. hurdle is going to be who captures different IPs. I mean, you have all these different platforms for the same kind of technology, but what consumer is going to want to go with the, the VR, the Sony thing, if it... If the Oculus has more tech, it's just such a toss-up right now because there's not a standard. There's not, I don't know. It's competing consoles in VR. It's a whole new different war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sony doesn't have the greatest track record when it comes to accessories. We're supporting their I mean, peripherals, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> the move's the greatest thing, guys, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like. It's a shame because the move is actually better than the Wii for me, but it, it never yeah. caught on. There was no support an accessibility for it. thing. You had to buy the whole console. The Wii was just boom, done. Yeah. Yep. Right, but if it does come out, like, what if, it, if it's announced? Like, what's your sweet spot? So yours is three hundred, Curtis. What's yours, Chris? I was my team. My my gut was probably right around three two, matching it up in pricing to the to the PlayStation, and then I I figured they'd do some sort of bundle. That's yeah. that would make sense. That would move it the most. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I think mine for me were like I think the most I could see myself spending is four hundred, and if it's more than that, I'll probably just have to wait for it to go down because I'm not, I can't afford to put that kind of money to that. No, I've for like unproven tech, for, let alone like yeah, especially for like unproven tech. I'd like to see how it does first, kind of. You have to imagine too that this is going to be just like how when controllers came out, you know, around when uh, PC gaming was still really big, people were like wait, you're playing a first-person shooter with a controller? Like, it's going to take a while for us to get a real killer app that actually yeah. uses that game or that uh, technology. But yeah, it'll but so come far. eventually, but it's just a matter of when it comes out. Right, but so far, I'm actually really liking to see what we're seeing. What we're, seeing. we're seeing a lot of good games coming out of it, I think. Like, you have a uh, E-Valkyrie, which looks pretty damn cool. And you have some of Sony's first-party stuff, like, uh, what was that one? The one with the robots? You guys know what I'm talking about? I don't know that one. I know the Until Dawn one looks pretty cool. Just Oh, yeah, Rush of Blood. kind of like an on-rails horror thing, but... Yeah, I could see horror and on-rails being really good for VR, actually. It's it's full circle for them. They started on the move. They scrapped the move. Now they're back onto another, <laughs> for lack of a better word, I feel game. like I feel like we're going to get a 2016 game that people are really excited for, and they're going to announce that it's now... VR compatible like doom would I'm be a thinking, very good yeah, i'm thinking doom and no man's sky i think that would be a perfect fit yeah like doom is just one of those things where you're in this world that's just got so much detail and vibrancy to it that yeah, oh god that would, you imagine running through the world of doom on vr i think that would be amazing just so i could be like suck it succubus and here i'm like flailing <laughs> around in my living room kind of amazing. <laughs> you look silly but goddamn can't imagine how much fun that would be Corey, be let's terrifying. be honest when do i when do I not look silly? I mean, that's an everyday occurrence for me. All right, what do you think? Because I think of the glove controller thing. I mean, you be you cool with that? Power glove? <laughs> no, not a power glove. Something specifically used with VR. I need to take power a look glove. at this. I, I didn't get a chance to see this yet. Hold on. I mean, it I makes sense. I gave you the notes, Chris. I know. You gotta, you gotta, God. <laughs> it's go, okay, but it's, it's your first time. It was my It's your first duty. time. You're cool. I, you I guess. for? I, I uh, rolled with Bernie. Good. Everything oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. Good job. I, I feel like Bernie that was first. sarcasm or not. Couldn't read that. I'm one. I'm in Canada. I don't I don't have any horse in this race. <laughs> okay. I kind of just want to see like Donald Trump just get it just to 
like laugh from the sidelines, but no, no, that's no. not a good reason. That's like standing at an intersection waiting for a car accident with popcorn. <laughs> that's not. Uh. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Chris is looking up this controller. We'll move on. Okay. Next up, Heavy Rain Dash Gone Two Souls Collection released. Yay or nay? I mean, you guys enjoy Quantic Dreams games? Um. No, not really. <laughs> not at all. Both games. No, I I tried Heavy Rain and. I just, I don't know, there's just too much that was holding that game back for me, but uh, Beyond Two Souls was just, I don't know, it was just one of those games where just like, okay, like this game just, it took all the parts of um, Heavy Rain that didn't appeal to me and just amplified it, and I was just like, all right, I'm sorry, like, I can't do this. No, I can actually agree with you, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Heavy Rain for its time, but I don't know, it seemed like they pushed it too far when it came to... Beyond. Jason? Mm. Jason? Jason? <laughs> Jason? Jason? I think I've only <laughs> seen my buddy play that one specific moment of it. <laughs> so, just the red... Oh, there's, there's a lot of awkward moments in Heavy Rain. I still enjoy it, but damn. Jason? I think I was... I was in, like, university when that game came out. And I remember, like, there was a kid in our... Uh, well, not a kid in university, but there was a guy in our class named Jason. And whenever the teacher would call him out, me and my buddy would just be like, Jason? Jason. And he's just like, stop doing that. I'm like, <laughs> you need to play Heavy Rain, man. You're not getting these references. So I never played mm. any of them. I mean, I watched moments. Really? I, I didn't. That's why I'm kind of excited for it. Because, you know, I like that that immersive story aspect where I can. Yeah, immersive make, storytelling. Yeah. Make terrible, I, like, terrible decisions and ruin my character's lives. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I ended up with some good choices. How does it I think stack we all like up? to do that. Is it is it like on the level of the telltale stuff in terms of your, um, your consequence or Yeah, actually I would say it pushes the envelope further when it comes to consequences because there's a lot of different endings you can go with based off your choices. Mm-hmm. And when people die, I mean they they'll stay dead. There's no like one way street about it. Oh. Yeah, this is like XCOM levels of death. Yeah, but if it came down to it, I would suggest you pick up Heavy Rain or Beyond. Okay. Because Heavy Rain 2 actually feels more like a game. And yeah. Beyond storytelling is just ugh, crazy. Is Beyond well, the one with Jason? Be no, Beyond is the one with the girl, with uh, Ellen Ellen Page. And Willem Dafoe? And Willem Dafoe, yes. <laughs> okay. Or to really just, just rent that one, and you can just play Heavy Rain. It's Heavy Rain's good. All right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to play through some Heavy Rain. Okay, so this glove. Tell me about it, because yeah. I'm, I'm staring at patents right now, and You're staring at patents. It, it looks like some shit had to... Like Da Vinci. Okay, I, don't I got. I, I don't even remember. Hold on. Let's see. Sony controller VR glove patent. Okay, now the power glove. Nope. Don't call it the power glove. <laughs> it's the power glove too. Part D. God, yeah, basically. Yeah. God dang it, guys. You shush. I mean, look at your power glove remix. That implies it's gonna fail. The patents are hilarious. It just shows different hand movements, and, and it's like an image of pointing your fang- finger. It's a gun. Peace sign. You're holding flowers. It's. I get what they're going at. They want to pair it up, but it's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. Plus, they want to. What would happen if you did the middle finger? Would that just like crash your save file or something? (laughs) Because they censor it. Like, like, be like in Guardians of Galaxy, where they blur it out. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I think this is broken. It would be. I feel like. um, I feel like if we do get like a shooter game with VR or something, it's going to be like Splatoon levels, where it's like it's a fun shooter, but it's not one that people are going to take seriously. Oh, I don't think it'll ever hit competitive until years from now. 
Right, yeah. and then you have to worry about motion sickness because I can't imagine fast paced game, fast paced gameplay like that. <laughs> oh, Call of Duty attack game? Oh my god, the tournaments! <laughs> it's just like it's sixteen like, dudes in a gym, and they're all running around, <laughs> or like <laughs> in their little platforms, <laughs> and there's an arena of people watching them. <laughs> it's guy hate the future. Wow. Oh, the future! Hmm. And when you mix all that Mountain Dew, that's just not a great like. That's not a good idea oh, at that's, all. That's gonna be smelly. That's. Okay, yeah. Moving on. Let's see. Uncharted 4 open multiplayer beta coming this week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can download the open beta now from the PSN store, and when the weekend comes around, around March, what is it, 6th? 4th? I forget. Uh, March something? I think it's starting up Friday, right? Yeah, March 4th, yeah. Yeah, March 4th, open beta. They're performing a stress test for the service. So, yeah, download it and come on and play. I know I will. No PS Plus required. Cool stuff. I'm not gonna play it. Really? I don't. I don't play the Uncharted games for the multiplayer. So yeah, it's, it's actually pretty, pretty fun. Okay. Well, if it if you tell me it's amazing, I, I might check it out. Okay. Fair point. It was one of those pickup games. Like I don't think I could dedicate a ton of time to it. I love the Last of Us multiplayer. My my buddies and I played the heck out of that. Oh but, god, that that mode's just brutal. Oh, it was so good. Collecting soup cans. <laughs> good, but can't. Just all the soup <laughs> cans. <laughs> It's basically like, hey, you know how Last of Us is depressing and really like just punch you in the gut? Yeah, the multiplayer will do the same thing, basically. <laughs> if you don't know, if I played alone, it was the saddest experience of my life. I was just perpetually getting killed. But with friends, oh. then you I think worse than go up against actual humans. They're more of a dicks. Oh, they're rugged. Mm -hmm. They let you bleed out. Just watch. <laughs> do you bleed? You will. All right. Okay, Let's see. Next up, uh, Battlefield Five retail listings just setting will be World War One. What do you guys think about that? Lame. Really? I'm yeah. the opposite. I'm so yeah. tired of advanced this, advanced this. My gun can modern shoot this, modern that, and X-ray your cat. Like, no, man. Just. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Like in World War One, it took him like five minutes to like reload a musket. Like. Uh, that just doesn't seem to translate well to video games. Like, I don't want to be like... Oh, okay, then why crouchy. do we have World War II shooters? Well, World War I, run, yeah, World War I rifles, they were they were still semi at this point, weren't they? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah, we like, were, I don't think we were balling actually... muskets at this point, although I would love a multiplayer revolutionary war shooter. That'd be awesome. Oh, God. No, <laughs> the, I, colonial shooters. For <laughs> this oh, has come up before, and I think developers have said that it just doesn't lend itself well. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they. I don't know. I think, I think dice could do well because I would like to see what they can do with the tanks, with the airships, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll see horses. I don't know. I mean, World War One was a mixture of old and new tactics. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind like a really good like Vietnam game, but. I mean, I know Call of Duty did it, but I feel like there's they didn't really scratch the surface as well as they could have. So. That's what I wouldn't mind seeing. If they pulled it yeah. on a cultural level and and managed to wrangle in that that vibe that you know Apocalypse Now, or Platoon, yeah, even Forrest yeah. Gump, like if they just get a oh. badass like classic rock soundtrack to bring you into that and get the culture, I think that would that would be it. That would be so cool. Yes, agreed. But you know, I don't I don't mind a older shooter going back to the basics. After so many other future games, I'm kind of tired of it. It might slow down the pace, yeah. so I think that might be neat, you know, just to, to get True. a different different perspective on the massive warfare. 
I guess it really comes down to gameplay. I mean, if it's true that back in World War One, it took him like five minutes to reload a weapon, I'm just like, no, I don't think it took him no, five minutes to reload it. The M1 was semi-automatic, so. Yeah, see, okay. Crystal was talking about. It. He's a historian. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up, uh, Ubisoft is asking Canadian investors to help save them from a hostile takeover from Vivendi. Now, this is interesting. We don't usually see this kind of the side of the game industry that much, and we're talking about like a hostile takeover here from a. Horrible corporation taking on Ubisoft. What do you guys think? What was Vivendi's record before? They were doing games and they're just looking to get back into it. So what? Yeah, it seems like it seems like what they're it's what they're doing right now. And the CEO is buying up stocks from people who have a lot of weight with stockholders. Yeah, because I'm looking right now and it says that they used to be Vivendi Universal or VU Games. They were the holding company right. for Sierra for Blizzard, and they stopped. Oof. And now. I don't know. Now they're man. trying to get back in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like their track record what they've done. I mean, Ubisoft's not perfect, but I just can't imagine what happened to them if and to their games if Vivendi took over. Especially mm. like the fact that Ubisoft's dialing it back a bit. They're waiting a year for an Assassin's Creed. They're not churning another one out. Like I feel like they're they're kind of realizing that they need to slow it down and do a little TLC. Vivendi right. do the opposite for them. No, rush it out. Make the money and just bleed them dry. Yeah. I mean, I guess it really comes down to, like, what are they going to change with Ubisoft? Because, I mean, here's the thing you just said, Corey, but Ubisoft ain't perfect. I think if they were to come in and be like, hey, you guys are doing great, but here's areas you can improve on, I'd totally be down for it. I'd say, you know what, Vendi, buy them up. Yeah. Now, if that was uh, true, that's what they were going for, I would agree with you, Curtis, but their track record doesn't exactly speak for themselves. I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't know why. I feel like... <laughs> Oh, you feel um, it. <laughs> I want to be generous today. I want my Canadian side is coming out. Oh, really? Where's Canadian side with Batman versus Superman? Damn. Oh, no. There's no oh. Canadian side for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know, though. I mean, that, we're talking like Ubisoft is very important to their co- Canadian economy. Not Canadian economy. Uh, where they're based on Montreal. Do they have a place in Toronto? They like, do. I know they have their main base is in Canada. Yep. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah and if that fell, I mean, that's kind of important to the economy it's like thousands of jobs right there yes and no i mean they're not the, yes yes like over three thousand people you know too that like microsoft has studios up here in canada uh ea has a campus up here in canada they may even have two i'm not too sure on that but i mean ubisoft's not the but biggest they do player. contribute yeah i mean i wouldn't say i wouldn't go so far to say that they're like the major contributor i mean yes and no i mean i don't know i feel like this is Ubisoft basically saying, hey, we want to keep things the way that they are. And that can be a good or a bad thing. So again, there are certain things that Ubisoft does that I like. Mm. But at the same time, too, I'm like, certain things that Ubisoft does that I don't like. And I'm like, hmm, it's hard to say. Like, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, part of me would say, you know what? Give Vivendi a shot. Worst came to worst, these guys can always just go start their own new company or whatever. They'll be billionaires, you know? Like, if worst came to worst and Vivendi really did screw the pooch so bad that, you know... They just quit and they start like a new company called like Wubisoft or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to make figure a game. out. I, I want to know what like the negative is. I want to hear the negative argument because right now any of the stuff I'm looking up for Vivendi is they released uh, for, like from Sierra when Sierra was part of them and when um, who the heck did Warcraft and Starcraft? Why can't I Blizzard? Blizzard. Sorry. Yeah. Duh. Uh, there was a bunch of good games released under them. I, I'm just trying to see where they dipped off and got terrible, aside from a mobile franchise part that, that failed. Mm. 
Well, I haven't heard. Yeah, I've heard good things about their media side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say, really. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're experts at this kind of thing. Actually, it was like an interesting <laughs> thing to really talk about. It is interesting to talk about. Yeah. And being as I'm Canadian, I'm the expert on Canadians. I'm gonna say, you know what, Ubisoft, we could do without you. Ouch. <laughs> you keep your well, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I'm hoping the best for you. I mean, I'll take Jade Raymond. I mean, she, she's pretty hot. I'll take her. But <laughs> yeah, I could do without Aisha Tyler though. She's kind of awkward. Mr. Caffeine. Oh God. And what I want to know is. What would the child between Aisha Tyler and Mr. Caffeine be like? Would it be like the most obnoxious human being ever? I don't know. I'd say the most awkward human being ever. Probably. Okay, moving on. Capcom announces our Resident Evil 4 and 5 and 6 are being remastered for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's coming at different dates for $20 each, starting with Resident Evil 6. Enough. Enough already. <laughs> Stop. No they, how many they, times have I played? How many times have I paid for Resident Evil Four at this point? Like, bought the GameCube version, bought the PS2 version, bought the Wii version, bought the Xbox 360 version, bought the PC. They released version. it everywhere. What are they changing? Like, like, is it just? A, is there going to be anything cool or new? Or am I? I just... mean, it looks like it might just be slight technical upgrades. Who cares? It was fine back then. <laughs> Stop. Well, I don't. I mean, maybe like if they can rewire the controls or something. Make it easier. I mean, I'd be down for that, but damn, doesn't look like they're gonna do that. I didn't even play. But yeah, they, how about how they've been milking the Resident Evil franchise in terms of remakes lately? Yeah, I think that's just been an ongoing thing that we've been plagued with. I mean, the GameCube one originally was cool because they they did a nice job really refreshing it. But how many yeah. more times? All of these. Ugh, I'm against it. Nay, no more. Go away, Capcom. <laughs> yeah. Also, why six first? I mean, really, the worst one. To try to build Unless, hype like, and get people to buy it. Unless they've been like, hey, secretly, we made sex amazing, and then everyone's going to play and be like, no, no, you didn't, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Capcom, what happened to you? It's like Resident Evil Zero. They re-released that on PlayStation, and I knew a lot of people excited. I'm like, I did not like Resident Evil Zero. I was no one did. I don't, so, I don't see why they released that one. The, the I don't fact think that, that Zero was like the cool alternative, like, oh, man, something new, then... As opposed to Resident Evil 1 or 4 or 5 or 6 is kind of a drag. They're like, hey, guys, you know what? We've got like some really cool guys with tattoos in this one. So check it out. <sighs> yeah. So basically, Capcom drop the remix, try something new. God. Aren't they remaking two for the places? <sighs> yeah, I think it's like a full HD remake, though. You know what they do? Not, not just a remaster. They should they should remake Outbreak or make a good version of it. Give me a multiplayer one that wasn't the whole thing. You had to survive or you became a zombie. The online one. Uh, Am I oh, the yeah. only one that remembers that? God, I don't know. There's just too many Resident Evil games. I didn't play them all. I don't Give think me, anybody did. Re-release. Well, probably somebody Eve. did. Dino Crisis. Make me a new Dino Crisis. Ooh, Dino Crisis. That would be pretty awesome. Yes. Okay. So Chris is nay. Curtis. Uh, I'm gonna say nay. Yeah, nay. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, Sega wants you to tell them how to make better games in a survey they released on Twitter. Wow. Nice one, Sega. And here's what they're going to do. They're going to not listen to you. They're just going to keep doing the same old shit they always do. They're going to release chapter-based versions of Crazy Taxi for the next four years. Or more Sonic Boom, because everyone loved that so much. 
everyone's going to be like, we want old school Sonic. And they're, like, they're going to be like, oh, you want old school Sonic? Well, here's a new Sonic game. And they're just like, fuck. Here's Sonic Heroes Part 5. Yeah. Well, Actually, I think they did well with Alien Isolation. Uh, yeah. No, I heard great things about that. It was like their only one, though, isn't it? You know what I think just they should to do? Think of... They need to let what? the guy that... The, <laughs> the PR guy that runs the Sonic or Sega Twitter make him oh, a charge of creative. That's it. Just, just, that guy's amazing. I mean, whoever whoever does that job needs a raise. I just, mean, I would want like a new Shinobi game, you know, like Ninja. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Or better yet, like in, in honor of Shenmue, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a Shenmue collection being released. I think they would. They, this is the best time for them to do that, and I don't. I hope they're slaving away on it because if they release two stateside on something other than Xbox, actually, I think it was Japan only to begin with. That's huge. Like I would be that is sell huge, things. Yeah. They just proved that there's like fourteen million dollars backing Shenmue three. Don't you want a part of that? Yeah, don't you want a slice of that pie, Sega? Mm. I feel too like here's the thing. When they made those that Sonic the Hedgehog episode one and two and three and all that, uh the one that was sort of like a new Sonic, but it was pretty much like old Sonic. People mm-hmm. love that because it was basically a two D game but with three D graphics. Like that's all they need to do. Yeah. Like I, I would love for like a Ninja Gaiden style Shinobi game where it's third person oh. action. I would love that. But at the same time too, I'm like, I wouldn't mind either just a scrolling Shinobi game, just really simple. You know, maybe it's like 10 bucks on PSN or something and I could just play that when I want. I mean, yeah, just they, stop trying to do new shit, Sega. Just like go back to your old franchises. They could just release or, or Seaman you, again. Oh, yes. <laughs> or, you know, with uh, comic book movies being all the rage these days, go do Comic Zone again. Oh, yeah. What's Comic uh, Zone? Uh, it was oh, like a Comic 2D... Zone, it was basically, yeah. yeah. It was like a 2D, like, comic comic game where comic beat em up. you, yeah, that's like the best way to describe it, honestly. It was basically like side-scrolling, you would go through, but every time you would go, you would actually go between the panels of a comic book. So it was very wow. meta. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds pretty cool, actually. It was pretty cool. God, I don't know, though. I mean, they worked on the MCU video game time and tie-ins. Most of those weren't even that good. That's because it wasn't Comic Zone. Corey, obviously. Weren't they doing something with Res? Yeah. Were they doing a re-release of Res, like some some new version or something like that? I think so. I think they uh, yeah. just redo <laughs> Res every now and then, just because. <laughs> just because the, those people just will because. buy it up. They're like, hey, motion controls. Let's do Res. <laughs> Sweet ass. <laughs> Isn't there a system? new Res let's game? Do res. Isn't there a new Res game coming out for like the PlayStation <sighs> VR? I want to say yes. There is. It was like at their conference. Is. There is, yes. I was at their PSX conference. They showed it off for PlayStation VR. It looked yeah. great. And that's the thing. It's like, basically, Res is just a really glorious tech demo for motion controls, virtual reality, so on and so forth. Well, Which I'm makes- totally fine with. I'm not, I, I'm not saying that. Oh, it looked like slight. it jumped very well. It looked very trippy. Oh, man. I wonder, if you get a, I wonder if you get, like, I don't know, shakes or something from that. Puke everywhere. <laughs> no kidding. Give me Vector, oh. man. <laughs> oh before we go on <clears throat> hey fanboys and fangirls are you ready to go out there and fight off your own inner demons in an interdimensional shadow world inside your own tv box before you fight get the best gear inside at geekandgamergear.com with their incredibly low prices and free shipping there's no reason not to check out geekandgamergear.com for all of your nerdy stylistic needs and if you enter nerds at checkout you can save even more money with a 10 percent off discount and soon enough you'll be dungeon crawling with style that was a really good plug. It was almost as if you had a really great model to work off of. 
you know, whoever I, I came up with the game at least. Whoever came up with the the model for that plug is cl- clearly a genius. Yes, by the way, it was Renaissance Chris. man. What was it really me? <laughs> yes, it was you, you jackass. Well, thank you, Corey. <laughs> I'm gonna take this credit and I will run with it. All right, just to clarify, geeknngamergear.com, just an N. Yes. Since you people can't read. Not to say you can't read, just I'm reading this. Like, and here's the thing. They actually do have a lot of really cool gamer stuff, too. Like, they have, like, plushies. They have, like, necklaces and shirts and a whole bunch of, like, it's, like, basically little trinkets, but it's pretty cool little trinkets. It's where you just go to spend all your money and forget. That yes. Spend all your money and enter for the checkout. If you're going to Comic-Con and you're like, what do I wear to Comic-Con or E3 or whatever or PAX? Just buy stuff from there. Just go and you'll be fine. There you go. All right. Moving on. Titanfall 2 pre-orders listed for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, along with placeholder box art spotted at GameStop. So Titanfall 2. Chris, I don't know if you played this. I actually didn't um, because I don't have an Xbox. I heard great things, and all my buddies loved it. So it was kind of shocking to see it just show up at GameStop one day. What, Titanfall or Titanfall 2? Titanfall 2. Oh, you saw that? Uh, No, just the pictures. I mean, just on the web. Oh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It was a long time coming. Although I'm hoping they'll offer some improvements because Titanfall, which when it first came out, when I picked it up, it was really fun for for a couple of weeks. But I don't know. It kind of drifted off because of the lack of content. And what do you say, Curtis? Do you agree? Um, it was very, like, limiting. It was just multiplayer, so. Yeah, and there's, there was, like, tie with single player, which didn't it didn't translate well at all. No. Oh, the gameplay was super fun, though. Oh, be right back, guys. Keep talking. I've got to turn off my phone. <laughs> all right. So what's up, Chris? How's it hanging? It's it's hanging. Tell me about Titanfall because my buddies sold it as it's the greatest game ever, and then they came back to playing Call of Duty with me a week later. It was it was basically Call of Duty. I mean, it was Call of Duty as I remember it from like Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. So it was a little more realistic and grounded. But yeah, it was a pretty good game. I mean, my only real problem with it was that there was just no um, single player, and the multiplayer was fun, but I just. I didn't. Yeah, have, it didn't have I any. Didn't, it didn't have any modes. It didn't have too many maps to dig through, and it kind of get repetitive. I mean, the really only hook real had was the parkour and the mechs, which were fun. So was yeah. it like mechs versus mechs? How did the the, the whole dynamic? Work? Yeah, basically, like when you when you run around, you're killing stuff. Like you're killing either the AI or you kill other players. When you get enough points, you will get it. You will get a titan, and you can call it down from the drop down from the sky, jump on in, and kick ass, basically. Yeah. Or if you're just a fan of mech versus mech, there was like a there was a mech mode where just mechs were fighting. And it was a lot of fun too. Hmm. I think in a lot of ways there was a lot of potential in that game, but it was just there never was. really delivered on. So I'm thinking the second game will probably be. Yeah, I think better. so. They'll be able to build upon the first, and they have more. They have the engine running. They have their. They have what they want for mechanics and stuff that can set down easier. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to do more, especially yeah. when they like. If you remember, they first started out like the, apparently their studio was trashed. There was gross bugs everywhere and stuff and they had to side with microsoft just to get a game out in time well Jeez. also too i mean they had the lawsuit going on with activision at the time and all right that. so it, it was a it was a nasty little bit but i mean i'm kind of thinking now okay you've got the, the drama out of the way you can focus on just making a great game so yeah so titanfall 2 i'm excited sure right. i will probably pick it up all right maybe chris will get to play it one day because it's actually coming to ps4 oh, <gasps> oh my god oh yeah yeah, you didn't know. I, I mentioned this, I think. Yeah, for listed for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, so everyone can play it this time. I get game, gaming over or overwhelmed with all the games coming out. I just forget. 
You guys just throw oh, things at uh, me like, yeah. oh, this is coming oh. out. This is coming out. I'm just. We're gonna we're gonna need a fucking calendar to keep up with everything. Okay. Corey, I have to point out uh, an error you made. Uh, sure. Uh, what, what did I make? What error did I make? You said that everybody could play this game, but what about the fat dude in a fedora who only plays his 3DS? He will not be able to play Titanfall 2. <sighs> okay, well, screw that. 3DS is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But what about, say the, that. what about the oh, new yeah. 3DS? No mm. one cares about the new 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> what about the person who only plays on the PSP Go? They will not be able to play well, Titanfall 2. Well, that's dead, too. Or it's gonna, actually, yeah, it's going to die at the end of the month because PSN is going to be out of it. Oh, God. They're filled with so much sadness oh. if that's all they do. Oh yeah, PSN is gonna shut down. They're gonna shut down the PSN on March thirtieth. I saw that. I see people. I see people like do that because I, I live in Vancouver where there's a lot of hipsters, and I see people like rocking PSPs and Game Boy Advance SPs as if it's like that's all they game on. And I'm just like, dude, you okay, were like, that's all they game on. Get a fucking Vita, all right? If you can find one, it's a fantastic handheld. Show your support, fuckers. Yeah, but. <laughs> But every time I see anything about the Vita, or every time they announce the free games for the month, it's just a rage fest of, of Vita fans waiting for it to die. That's, that's sad. I don't want it to die. I love my Vita. I just, I, I don't know if you put this in the news, but apparently, like, in Japan, they're going to stop selling the PlayStation TV. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I didn't put it on there, though, because I didn't know if it really affected any of us. I mean, it wasn't really a big overseller over Japan. Now, what's the TV? It's the- just a little, like... Yeah, it was a little box where you can attach it to your big screen. It had some media apps, and you can play your PS Vita games on it, too. Yeah, you can get, like, PlayStation Classics and stuff. Like they were basically and, it, and it can stream for you, too, like PS4 stuff. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you could do, like, uh, the PS Now off of it? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was, it, was, it was a little, little machine, yeah, but just didn't really, I don't know, it wasn't well implemented. They were touting it as, like, a cost-effective uh, console for people who basically couldn't afford a PS3 or a PS4, which is, like... Really? You can't afford a PS3 PS4? I feel like if they had just found a way to integrate it into hotels, that would be their only market. That just sounds like, you know, when you're a kid and your parents brought you to Florida or wherever, and, oh, man, there's this controller that I already have at home, but I want to play it at the hotel. And it's like $15 that's, for 10 minutes. That's that's what they need to do. Damn, Chris, that's genius. They should hire you for Sony. Yeah, you know. Like, I remember, like, some of you uh, old folks listening to this podcast may remember the Game Boy Advance TV that you would plug onto your GameCube or on the bottom of your GameCube and you could play Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color games on your TV. And that was just like mind-blowing. But then it's just like, really, that's you're basically just upscaling that game. It's nothing special. It's not going to look as good either. But it had backlighting. No, no. <laughs> yes, finally had backlighting. That's Game Boy Advance. Is that like the, the title of this week is backlighting or something like that? Uh, yeah. Uh, God. Backlighting. backlighting. Backlighting the trials and tribulations of Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be the title. Backlighting trials tribulations for Chris. <laughs> In honor of your first appearance. Yeah. Alright, moving on. This was like last minute, but I had to add this on here. Uh Harmonix, the guys behind Rock Band, are announcing a crowdfunding campaign to bring Rock Band 4 to the PC. Yes, the games that had a publisher went came to consoles, and now they're asking you to pay to get it on PC. Um, yes and no, I guess. I mean, nowadays when developers do the PC ports, they almost always outsource it to a different company. So, Well, true, but some end up better than others, and now they're asking you, the, the, the consumer, to pay for a PC version, basically. They need like $1.5 million. 
I don't know how to feel about that because they have a publisher that can handle this. Well, I think I it's mean, a de- they have to figure out if there's a demand for it and the fact that they're going through uh, Fig, that, that, that company, I guess, that they're going through. They, is that the one where you can like where you invest and you get some money back off it's it? It's profit sharing. So I don't I don't really know. I was really I was I was bummed slash didn't really care that the rock band network went down because it was the coolest thing from a musician standpoint <laughs> to be like, yeah, I can put my music up there, uh, you know, and three guys and fedoras that put their three DSs down for four minutes are going to play my tune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to take off my fedora. Christmas songs on rock well, band. Hold on, guys. <laughs> I don't want to sweat the fedora. Um, I mean, that so would ruin your fedora. It's sweat bands and fedoras, man. It's just, it's sad. But it's cool, but page. it's also kind of useless. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't. I, don't, I just, I worry like if this does go through, I'm worried like more AAA developers are going to go for this kind of thing. I mean, here's how I see it. They could have either gone with a really cheap, uh, up and coming studio or one that basically will do the port for cheap and then they might not even do a great job or they can do what they're going to do and raise the money and just do it themselves. Sure, but it would be so hard to port the game from consoles, current gen consoles, which have PC architectures to PC? Yes and no. I mean, mm. I, I don't really know what the development cycle is for a Rock Band game. I mean, I would say for a regular game, yeah, but who knows? I mean, maybe it's a case of like, you know, with the guitars or whatever, you need to, like, come up with drivers so that they work on PCs. I mean, that could be complicated stuff, right? Like, I don't want to, like, discount how difficult it may be. Oh, no, of course not. probably the better way. In game industry. As long as, like, okay, here would be the worst thing, is if they do it and it turns into, like, an Arkham City situation where the PC version is just utter shite. Well, what blows my mind right now as I look into it a little more, because I heard about it on the train ride home, um, it's like a Kickstarter kind of thing where they the backers get certain rewards, and right. they've raised one hundred and fifty six thousand dollars so far with five hundred and fifty one backers. That's an average of just shy of three hundred dollars contribution per backer, which is Damn. mind blowing. Like they sold out of their thousand dollar price point. It, it's Damn. it's crazy, and you know, just being in Boston and, and kind of having people that I know that have pass through harmonics and stuff like they're giving away studio tours and stuff which is all cool but that's nothing for cost to them so they're going about it very right but i don't know if it's gonna get the rest of the 90 percent of this backing true and again i'm still worried about what's gonna i was gonna affect the gaming industry as a whole to see more companies do this kind of thing which i don't know i don't think i like very much i want the idea of it yeah the game doesn't actually have the best uh, enough already Oh god! Yes, Corey, you're excited for Batman v Superman. So, what is that going to do with this? Invalid. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! You know what? You like Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, all right? Hey, it's a masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no! Man, it's still still better than that shit. All right. Moving on. Let's see. Oh yeah, this time we have a XCOM two discussion by Curtis. Curtis, you oh, played XCOM 2. That's me. And it's a critically acclaimed game. Everyone <gasps> loves it, but apparently you don't. <laughs> nope, I don't I like it. I sense a trend. <laughs> well, you, what, did you play it, Chris? No, just, just no, you and okay. Curtis. You love the Batman. Just that, I, he just hates everything that people like. <laughs> that's, that's not true, but <laughs> it's not false either. There's a lot of popular things that people like, and I'm just like, nope. We're teetering on the edge. Um, I like to think that I'm fair. 
I might not be. I'm not the optimist <laughs> that Mr. Corey is. I'm not seeing things as little sunshine and lollipop. But... Such bullshit. <laughs> okay. Corey's like that. Maybe Superman's gonna win like 50 Oscars and I be did like, not say that. This movie about... you said that on a podcast. I know I did not. You're over exaggerating. I, I'm not. I'm yes, you said... are, listeners. To let me know if I ever actually said this. All right, now, Curtis, go on. XCOM 2. You didn't like it. Why? Okay. Um, the, the thing with this game and the XCOM games is that you've got what is basically the, the, what they call the RNG. So depending on a few different factors, you have a percentage of making a shot. So, right. for instance, the farther you are away typically will affect what your percentage of uh, hitting the target is. The closer you are, the higher your chance and so on. In the original XCOM game, this made sense. You could actually, like apply logic to it like okay there's a smoke screen up so that's going to affect my shot percentage my rng you know you're farther away that's going to affect your rng in this game there is no logic to the rng you can be right like right in front of somebody with a shotgun and they're like you have a 63 percent chance to hit them and i'm like you were with a shotgun at point blank range there is literally like you should have like a 99 percent chance of hitting this person instead they're just like no nah, it's like 63 percent and I feel like they bumped up the numbers just to make it more difficult, but it doesn't really make sense. Like, I get that they make it more difficult, and I think for higher difficulties it would have made more sense, but to make the normal difficulty have this insane RNG, it just, it's ridiculous. There, and rant. And rant, is that it? Is all I gotta say about XCOM 2? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I mean, is everything else bad or is anything else good? I'll say this: like, there are certain things that I like about it. Like, the classes are a lot more diversified. Before, all the classes were pretty samey. Uh, this right. one, there's af- actually like quite a bit of thought into how they play. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there there are certain things that I like about it, but yeah, like the RNG just it doesn't matter because the RNG is just so bad and like. Again, it's like sniper rifle. You're, you know, like twenty feet away, which is a decent, you know, shot for a sniper. 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 Nope. Nope. Can't make the shot because RNG's like, of course not. A sniper at twenty feet away can't make that shot. Of course not. No, oh, you salty, bro. <laughs> you mad? No, man. Can we just call this like Kurt's rant for the week? <laughs> yes, this will be your rant for the week. But no more ranting on three angry nerds. I can't make any promises. You can't Touché. have two outlets. <laughs> I think like the only thing I don't really like that's salty on is back in time. It's salty on his back in time. Which, by the way, biggest hit of the podcasting world. Go check it out. Right, check out the other podcast, Back in Time, or main podcast, Three Angry Nerds, which keeps the lights on. Or my lights well, on, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to make a back the... joke. <laughs> you could. <laughs> You should. It wouldn't be the worst thing we ever said. Oh, there's been some really terrible things said on this podcast. Like Not even last week when we were like joking about you kidnapping a child, that was amazing. Yes, talking about turtle dick. Yes, talking about turtle dick. <laughs> to be fair, turtle dick would make the TMNT movies amazing. No, they wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Curtis's XCOM two discussion is over. Curtis's rant of the week done. All right, so at this point, we'll be going to emails, but since we're just starting, this is the first episode. You all had no warning, so I don't blame you. With a doll, we are going to go with Topic of the Week. And I've got a few things. We have Pokemon, in the spirit of the, of the announcement, Nintendo mm-hmm. NX, and what we want out of it, and most anticipated game of 2016. First off, Pokemon. What do you guys want to see for Pokemon in the future? What will make you love it? Like, really love it? 
oh man, like a really good end game. Uh, because as many people know, like you can play through the, the story of Pokemon, but for purists like myself, what really comes down to is after you're done the game, what can you do afterwards? Right. Um, the really like, good example of a good end game is Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, which basically had the the original uh, Gen One region available to you. Uh, also, to Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is a more relevant example. They had like almost all of the legendary Pokemon available in the post game, and that was like hours worth of content. Um, so I want like a really good end game. Like I, I know I'm going to beat the story and I'm going to play the multiplayer, but like what's really going to make it a gem for me is like what else can I do once the story's done. So for oh, me, it makes sense, Chris. I really like the the whole end game thing. Oh, I didn't even think about how how much of a surprise it was as a kid when you played through gold and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm at Pewter City. This is nuts. Yeah. Uh, that was oh, yeah. probably one of the greatest memories of video games for me was all of a sudden having to go back through the last generation. Uh, moving oh. forward with it, I don't know. Because I, I played through, I think, X. I got pretty far and then I just stopped for some mm. reason. So I've been out of the loop with it. I don't. I, I just like a surprise. I, I, there's nothing that I'm outright demanding or hoping for. I just need something to refresh it. Well, like that makes Blastoise sense. on a truck. Blastoise on a truck might do it. Um, Arson, like... Arsonist Charizard might do it too, depending on my mood. So, I mean, they gotta <laughs> like have Grand jobs. Like Grand Pokemon. Right? Yeah. Corey, now what about you? What would you like to see in Pokemon? Hmm. You know, I guess it would be cool for me to see is like an op like I guess a proper open world Pokemon game where like where you can actually fly through the air and see the regions below you or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? You could actually did do that in the last game, but okay. Which one? O Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Omega oh, is that all one title? No, there's two separate ones. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, two separate games. But basically, there was a new ability called Soar, where certain Pokemon could learn it. Then you right. hop on their back, and you can like fly around the world and land wherever you want. And yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. Hmm. Just saying. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Of course, I just I'm more of a loop with Pokemon as well. I guess with X and Y, the 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 maps or the towns were way too frustrating to navigate, and that's probably why I stopped. <laughs> but honestly, oh. X and Y was like, in my opinion, it was a good game. Like it was good that they had the 3D. They had the multiplayer in a really good place, but it was just like the actual like world itself was yeah pretty uninspired. It's it was basically stale. yeah. You go through the the gyms, you, you go do the elite four, you go get some legendaries, and that's it. That's the end of the game. Hmm. But uh, it had a fantastic yeah. score. The whole French styling on everything and musically was really good. I I like that a lot. I, I feel like the mega evolutions is something that they should have come up with a long time ago because it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. That does make sense, actually. I'm trying to come up with it before. Some look really cool, too. For it. Probably. <laughs> like, yo, guys, Digimon's patent's up. Let's do this. Ah, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I need to get Digimon Cyber Sleuth for Vita. Or PS4. They just brought the game over. Game of the year. Eh. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Fun to revisit my childhood. Yeah, we're just all right, next we're getting attacked by nostalgia. All these re-releases, all this stuff. It's... They're yeah, Pokemon. Two decades of Pokemon. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuller House. Oh, yeah. We're going to discuss the other nerds. All right. Uh, next up, Nintendo NX. And what do you want out of it? What is going to make you buy it and support Nintendo till the end of time? I don't. I want it to be 
either a fully streaming service where you can just stream the games or really? it's a download only console. Yeah. Like I just wanted to be oh, like a full Disney. digital console. Yeah. And I could see it being either or where you could either do a streaming or you could do a download, but either way I want them to, to basically ditch the disc. Well, um, I can see that, but I mean, the problem there is console developers still depend on brick and mortar stores to sell their consoles. That's the real issue here. Yes. And that's no, the reason I why mean, we're kind of slowed down from the all digital future, which is going to happen. Well, the the thing is, is that nowadays people selling a voucher at a, nowadays people selling a voucher at an EB Games. It's not the game itself, but it's like a little voucher that they buy. And then EB Games are well, sorry, we call it EB Games up here in Canada, but it's GameStop right. down in mm-hmm. the states. But they still get money. It's basically you know more for for people who don't want to use a credit card or kids who don't have a credit card. They can still go get these things. Like you go into a GameStop now, and they have like the DLC for games actually as little vouchers that you get. Yeah. So I think that. That would be the best way to do that. Because I, I think, I mean, here's the thing. I'm, inevitably, we're going to have to cut the cord, so to speak. And we're going to have to just be like, you know what? Sorry, uh, you know, but we're not going to have to do this anymore. And the thing is, too, is, you know, you could do it where you choose, like, an exclusive retailer to sell the console if push came to shove. I don't think it would. But if GameStop and all that, like, push back, they could just be like, well, I guess Amazon's the only one selling it. Suck it. Suck a butt. Yeah, I think though with Nintendo, with their projections and what they're saying they hope to do in terms of marketing, or or like they're in terms of revenue in comparison to the last generation, they're Mm going to be cutting off and isolating a lot of people by eliminating physical media. I know that the vouchers are one thing, but Mm -hmm. those diehards, they they look at how high games, Nintendo games, those first party games resale for, like just as used games. Any any game I've ever owned, my Call of Duty games... They fetch 50 cents on eBay. I have, you know, Mario Party for the Wii, and I could sell it for 70 right now. It's that, that kind of thing. It's it's They maintain value, so I'd be scared for them. Or I'd be curious to see what their, their plan would be outside of that. I mean, for me, at least, I would at least like the option. I mean, in my perfect world, it would be like, yeah, you can do this, you know, as the new de facto uh, way of doing things. But, yeah, even right. if there was just an option, I'd be happy. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know, from all the speculation and just, I was thinking about it the other day, like the technology that goes into the, the, I guess, removal of any sort of latency between, say, the Wii U con- like controller. Right, we're talking like internet connectivity, yeah. I think they're going to be factor. starting to put, I don't know, I, I think they're going to put that technology into something else of theirs and some of the speculation being... Just a single little dongle US like HDMI thing that goes into your TV and just everything streams to it is kind of nice that it's an all in one. Like, think about a super 3DS or something where it's portable, but then you just <laughs> super. pop it into your TV and you're good. So, I'd be yeah. interested in that. I don't know. I, I just, true. What I want out of it is, yeah, I obviously I love the Nintendo couch multiplayer that's always been a part of all of our lives, but. Damn it! Can they get the internet thing together? That's it. Yeah. You mean like a service like a PSN or Xbox Live. Yeah, or even just something that's reliable from game to game. It's just it's a travesty yeah. to go into Mario Kart. Mario Kart, I think, might be the only one working, but or Splatoon. I didn't get my hands on that. But Smash Brothers is garbage online, and it's sad. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's it. Even Mario Maker, where it's basically like, hey, here's all your friends' levels, but if you want to play with just people all around the web, here's you know like five-page guide on how to do it and it's just like really you can't just make it easy oh like, yeah on, t- 
the fact that it took that long for it to, to make it searchable for random game like levels and stuff <sighs> oh it was such a headache yeah sounds like it that's my I guess for me like Thanks <laughs> for me like what i want i guess i mean it sounds kind of petty but i would like to have a console that matches up to the other consoles in terms of power of raw power like they can actually keep up with next gen consoles or maybe even outdo consoles i think nintendo will be very wise to go with that route and making like more powerful than xbox one or ps4 and then meanwhile bring back all the third parties to come in again and because you can't sell games just based off first-party support. I mean, the Wii U showed that much. You know, there was a lot of problems with the Wii U, like the marketing and such, but still, it hasn't exactly been good, good for them in terms of that. It's so I think that's why I like to see. It took until their bigger IP showed up to them for them to even move consoles. There was no yeah, and even then, didn't really, even then, they didn't really do much. I mean, their market's kind of shrinking right now. It's why the NX is kind of important. Interesting to see what they'll do with it and how that's going to change them moving forward. I'd be curious to see how it integrates with uh, their social media stuff that's coming out, or the, yeah, that, the know, iPhone apps and stuff. Yeah, I've also seen like like reports and like looking over the what the rumored specs are. Apparently, I might have actually a handheld attached as well. Did you guys hear about that? Mm-hmm. About that? I mean, what do y'all think about that? I mean, makes sense. I mean, that's what Nintendo wants, right? The uh... Wii U is basically like, hey, you can take this a little way, you know, some ways away from your TV, but, I mean, taking it fully away from your TV would be the next step. Right, we like what the Vita and the PS4 would try to do, or the Vita and PS3, which didn't work out. I mean, here's the thing, though, too, like, if you want to take it away, like, what I want to know is, like, would you have to do, like, a sync every time? Because, like, here's the thing, like, what they would really need to nail is that you can just pick it up and just get the hell out of the house with that yeah, thing. Yeah, pick it up and be, go. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I have to, like, let it sync up and it's going to take, like, 10 minutes to sync up all my data and all this stuff, like, that's because, like, here's the thing. Like, it's great to have this idea, but it really needs to be executed well. If they can right. self-contain it and just run that HDMI little dongle thing that you pop in and it just streams it, that, I think, would yeah. be, that'd be it for them. That'd be perfect, actually, yeah. Just a short yeah. broadcast, like, system that just pumps it out to the the HDTVs. Right. All right. What about games? What games do you want to see? Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Yep. Pokemon. Are you going to say Pokemon too, Chris? No, I mean, I'm expecting uh, Metroid. And it, I don't want that That's weird, gonna say. weird Metroid. 3DS thing. I want a Metroid. Oh, yeah. Metroid was a Freedom Force. Wrestling Federation. Metroid Soccer, whatever the hell it ended up being. <laughs> okay, yes. Metroid, someone actually give a damn about <laughs> yeah, and especially after Other M, which was like atrocious on every level. Oh yeah, I never played Other M, but I, I've heard the stories. Mm. It's so sad. I never played it too. I it, I saw the trailers before it was coming out. Was kind of pumped for it, but I saw too many poor reviews. Ugh. This is a sign of how bad Nintendo is. But when I had uh, my Wii and I was playing Other M. I got stuck in this area that was like, like you couldn't get out of it. And so I looked up online. I'm like, well, what's the fix for this? You actually had to send in your copy of Metroid Other M just so that they could update it. And then they had to mail it back to you. And I'm like, this is what they call patching, guys. You distribute a patch. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like Nintendo. Like, that's just so bad. It's like. Yeah, yeah. Could we they even patch game. games at the time? And the, the system was on? Uh, no, the way, they didn't patch games. They patched some, but the way they did it was that 
I think they managed to, this is for the Wii, right? I think they could release right. releases yeah. for the system. And sometimes in that system update, they could address certain game issues. But what they did, I remember at one point was, no, actually this wasn't for games. This was just an overall system boot where they had to yeah. include it in say Twilight Princess because all those people were, were uh, jailbreaking their Wiis. They made you oh, download the system update to play that game. So they were, they were Nintendo pirate or anti-piracy is, is the worst. Oh God, Nintendo just, come on Nintendo. Well, it's like even the same with Pokemon because I played Pokemon competitively and I know that, you know, the big issue right now is that people will just use what they call PokeGen and create Pokemon. So those create Pokemon with like perfect stats, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because yeah, that they won't even let you launch the game now unless you update the firmware, which is going to null and void any PokeGen. So it's just like, well, I mean, that kind of that kind of makes sense, but sometimes they do go a little too far. Like when they're trying to ban everyone, anyone who's using their footage of any game, oh god, like yeah. on YouTube, yeah. that was rough. Yeah, yeah, it sounded rough. Like some people even gave up streaming Nintendo games. Yeah, some of those huge then they'll have a- level makers too. Oh yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, and then they'll release a video with like a whole bunch of people all sharing like a game or something. They'll be like, share this game, but don't share it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Uh, okay. I mean, is there anything else to discuss? Or I think we all got it out of it. Sure. I think so. Okay. I did, cool. at least. Chris? Uh, say it again. Sorry, the, the, it cut out a little. Oh, uh, is there anything else you want to discuss? What kind of regarding the NX and what you want to see? Um, I just want the new Zelda to come out now. So I can't look that <laughs> far ahead because I know that's like another 13 years. Uh, did they announce it like this year? It's supposed to come out maybe? I don't know. Ah, don't say that. Don't say that. All right. <laughs> maybe they'll okay. just surprise us at E3 and we'll all just cry again. Yeah, maybe it'll come out like right there at the show. It's out. Mm. All right. No, they're going to announce something like it's episodic and it's free to play now. Like, oh, it's like... Don't say that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess final topic. Most anticipated game of 2016. Now, obviously, me and Curtis have gone have a list of what we've gone through before. But Chris, oh, Chris, why don't you start? Say it once more. What Sorry, you my, my stuff keeps cutting out. I'm just trying to fix it. Dang it, stuff. Don't I cut don't out. Internets. Yeah. Okay, go, go again. You're good. Okay. Now, we, we we did a most anticipated list back in the beginning of the year of our games we weren't looking forward to in 2016. So, Chris, if you want to go first, something you're looking forward to? Um, In all honesty, I mean, I think it might be Uncharted 4. I really? Guess, uh, I've been waiting for that one for 2016. Yeah, I, it's because it got pushed back and... I know right, it's like multiple times. it's always the one I'm most excited for. There might be certain moments of hype and stuff, but each time I think that's coming out, what in a month, two months, I'm like kind of giddy, pretty excited. <laughs> Makes sense. It's finale to the franchise. Yeah, that's it. I, I have to get back into the mindset of that right there, and that's even going to boost it more. But Uncharted Four, man, Three was great, and I just I don't know which one of you yeah, said. I never understood why Indiana people just like Three so much. I mean, people didn't, people, I mean, obviously three was well-reviewed, but some people seem to think two was better. And I think, really? I mean, three was perfect, but I think like from a gameplay perspective, it was like better tweaked. I thought the story was actually more interesting and not just more mm-hmm. uncharted, but bigger, which is what Uncharted 2 basically was. Yeah. Curtis, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, for me, Uncharted 2 was probably the best, but. Like I said, I'm sure special, like, like how much of a step up was from one. I could see that. I mean, here's the thing, like, 3 was good, but 3 just got bogged down in a bunch of other, like, mythology stuff, and I think it just really? kind of, like, it got too, like, self-referential, and just, I don't know, it just, it felt weird. 
Um, four, oh, I, I like I, I like where they're taking four with the story with the brother. Like that's cool, right? And like how like he was basically born for this, and he's to hide from his family and help his brother out. And we Which all I know that they, they have to give it a, little, a happy ending to Elena and Drake this time, like an actual happy ending. No kidding. Plus, Ugh. I mean, I I've heard rumors that this is like the end of Drake. So, well, I hope uh, like when they say end is not the end of his life. That would yeah. be shitty. I I think that's what they mean, but yeah, I don't know. It's oh. just rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. So, I will help don't like true. Don't like hit me across the head. Or I'm not going to hit you across the head, Curtis. You're fine. <laughs> you have said it the, when we. When we go to this convention that we're going to go to next year, that you're going to punch me in the head. You've told me this. I did tell you this, but I wasn't. I wasn't serious. Unless you want to, I don't know, make fun of me some more, trick me again, say you're going to leave and then don't leave. I can't make any promises. I think I, I may do some more of that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Chris, <laughs> have right. you listened to any of our other podcasts? I haven't had the chance. To, actually, I, I caught some of the other one, but I didn't listen to anything all the way through. Okay. So. Because part of what I like to do is like I like to, uh, you know, have Corey believe something and then just like I'll pull the rug and be like, no, that's not true. Like yeah, I had I, him convinced I had him convinced that I was leaving the podcast. Yeah, because it was family was, and stuff. And he was actually sad that he thought that I was actually leaving. Oh, I'm like, no, man. I'm not leaving. It was pretty funny, actually. What a jerk. <sighs> yeah, I know. Right. Oh, and quick addendum to my list. Uh, I guess Legend of Zelda is tentatively scheduled for 2016. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump there. that up. There, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uncharted <laughs> Four and Legend of Zelda. All right, Curtis. I mean, what was your what was your pick for last time? I don't know. I keep saying Red Dead Redemption sequel. The Redemption Two. Yeah. But that's not even official. That's just a. Well, yeah, mind. but I think I think your like belief in that I think it's actually gonna pan pan out because Take Two does have a booth of a show at a E3 this year. Do they? Yeah, they have an actual conference. Shit. Yeah, so we might just see it. Well, then, I'm going to say Red Dead Redemption sequel, even though we know nothing about it. It might be total shit. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, no, I mean, let's let's stick with games that we know are coming this year. Right. All right, just because I don't want no one to be like, this game ain't coming out, Kurt. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, Dark Souls 3 is, like, top of my list right now. Um, I like... <laughs> my roommate's just like, it's the top of my list. Um, no, like Dark Souls 1 and 2, I was so into, uh, Bloodborne for me was like, I don't know, just stellar on so many levels. And I like that the Dark Souls franchise has borrowed some of what was in Bloodborne. So they seem to have learned some lessons. And of course you've got people who are like really into Bloodborne who would never even touch the Dark Souls game. So I think sales wise, it's going to do really well, but even like, I don't know, I just, I'm super excited for the game. I just want to see the creature designs like. Oh, yeah, some features. always is so outstanding. By outstanding, we mean totally fucked up in the best way possible. Yes, that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't know if we're, if we're swearing on this podcast. We can, I guess, connect to the three angry nerds. Why not? Yeah, that's true. Got to keep that explicit just tag. Beep it out. <laughs> yeah, you could, or replace it with a meow. I could replace it with a meow. <laughs> that's a lot of work. I wouldn't make you do that. <laughs> I'll just. Mute but it you would for be that. pretty funny. <laughs> just, I'm just like every to, time I say, I'm gonna have to keep a tally of whatever. Or no, happened. like every time, every time I swear, just like make the sound of Pikachu uh, fainting in like the original games. It's like Pikachu. It <laughs> <laughs> take too long. So that would be what's so great about it, right? Uh, no, Dark Souls Three. Uh, Hideka Miyazaki, I think his name is. He's uh, yeah, back for this one. 
Uh, it's like it's so, the last one too. Yeah, they've said that this is the last one, but we all know that's that's bullshit. But I'll be I mean, Bloodborne. I hope. I I think that that's what's going to happen as Dark Souls is going to end, and then Bloodborne will just become the de facto franchise. I mean, and that's not. I'm not. That's not a bad thing at all. I'm really. I really liked Bloodborne. In fact, I would say actually I liked Bloodborne more than the core Souls game. So that's why I'm kind of excited that they've borrowed some elements from it. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda, that I'm excited for. Oh, yeah, um, that is getting released this year, isn't it? I'm still wondering how they're going to tie it to Mass Effect 3's ending. Well, I think they've either said it's a parallel story. That's one rumor. Another rumor right. is that it's take, it takes place afterwards where, like, Society has basically rebuilt itself. Right, there's a lot of the galaxies like Andromeda. Yeah, we really know nothing about this game, and I actually, I think that works in its benefit that we don't know anything because it's just drumming up excitement for our game. So, and finally, Pokemon Sun and Moon because, (laughs) of course, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Why would I not be excited for it? (laughs) Right. And can I just tack on the Last Guardian? Even though I, I have an expectation it might just be complete shit. He really does. I just. I just wanted to come out just so I know what it is. Like, I feel like it's like something that's so out of reach, and I just want to be like, "Hey, you're actually a thing in the series." Right. I really just do not think somebody would announce it and announce a year for a release if they weren't going to do it. Not at this point. Like, I don't know. like what nine years? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, here's the thing. I it, there's been stories that basically the the people working on the game like they it's not favorable conditions. Which I always think, like, anytime you're forced to work on something that you're not, like, gung-ho on, that's never a great thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I'm, like, it might turn to be kind of bad. But the thing is, dude, is you never know. I mean, it's, in my eyes, it's going to go 50-50. It's either going to be, like, really well-received or it's going to be, like, what the hell is this? So. <laughs> and the way I think it's going to pan out, realistically, is that right. people are going to like it, but people will not say it as good as Shadow of the Colossus. Because let's be honest, Shadow of the Colossus was like... It was legendary. That it was, was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, is I think it? that's it. Is yeah. that it for you? Are you done? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, you want to add any more <laughs> before I start? Uh, no, I just completely forgot about The Guardian. So I, I'm just going to not oh. look at anything until it comes out and just be surprised, <laughs> both for good or for bad. I'm just going to leave it okay. at that. Okay. No, that would like, like if there's a collector's edition, they give you a real life cat dog. I, dear God, I don't know about that. I mean, I would love to have a bird dog, but how would I? How what would it? What does it eat? That would be like that would be the good thing. You just get it. You have no clue what to do with it. <laughs> would it be like a mogwai? <laughs> you put water on it. It turns into ugly little creatures. They're like, Bloodborne. They're like this thing, human flesh. Can you please let me know, Sony? <laughs> Okay, I guess for me, um, like for me, like one of the, my it's big games I could say is a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, developed by uh, Guerrilla Studios, guys behind Killzone, and like supposed to be their first RPG game, really, and it looks fantastic. Just the the dinosaurs, the world that's like a post apocalyptic, post apocalyptic world. I mean, I like the concept of the that. And the dinos. Yeah, the yeah. Robo Dinos. What the hell? I mean, the gameplay just looks fantastic, especially like, in your. I don't know. That game's as much of an RPG as I am a DC. Cinematic Universe fan. Okay, no. Most immersive what, what does that even RPG mean? What does that ever? even mean? I just, I think it'll, it'll have some RPG elements. Like yeah, they, they hired guys from Obsidian, the guys behind like Fallout New Vegas, and they've hired some people from CD Projekt Red. So, and they've said before, it's going to be an RPG. So, yes, it's going to have RPG. I don't know. It's going to be like an action RPG. Remember something like a Kingdoms of Amalur. 
Great game series, by the way, people. You should look into that. But no, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn for me, because Robo Dinos is Dinos. Why the fuck not? Uh, God, what else was there? Um, I guess the Detroit, the, the Quantic, new Quantic Dream game with Kara, the girl who wants to be human, who is a robot. I mean, granted, Beyond Two Beyond wasn't that great, but I hope David Cage learned from that and hopefully crafted a better experience all around because that looked fantastic. Uh, let's see, what else was there? I guess Final Fantasy Fifteen. I mean, after like, I mean, really, we don't we want to we don't talk about the Last Guardian. Final Fantasy Fifteen was like in development for like twelve years, and it came out now, and the game, game gameplay looks pretty great. Now oh, let's see, yeah. what's there. I mean, you guys even play Final Fantasy anymore? Uh, Not no. really. I felt not really. I, I tried fourteen with my buddies. I mean, that's a different beast, but I never played. Well, that's the MMO and the MMO. Yeah, because I played eleven with them back in the day, and I never played. I heard that was actually pretty good. The MMO, though. or thirteen, or I no mean, one liked thirteen. God, I just here's like, I'll ask you guys this: Do you hmm. really think they would make a Final Fantasy VII remake if people were playing the new Final Fantasy games? I don't think so. Oh, no. I that they would. People have been asking for it forever. No, it's yeah, just the fact I that think... the, the people that grew up with Final Fantasy VII now have enough of a buying power and a voice to be to justify it. That's it. Yeah, true. That's why it's going to be episodic, right? Oh, uh, kill me now. Yeah, well, they that... want to dry it of all money. Just drain everyone's wallets. Probably have to pay one hundred and eighty dollars for the full experience. No. Doesn't that just sound so crappy? I mean, it means getting the game sooner, and if they adjust the price point accordingly, I could, I wouldn't mind picking it up. But if, if the thing is, for for our, if three of us don't go that route, there's going to be ten others that do, and it makes up for vast amount of revenue lost. They just, Ugh, they yeah, want you know, people are going to buy it though. They want people are just going to buy it though, aren't they? Because it's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then people are going to get back to dressing like Square, which is like the worst thing ever. Oh God, they have some of the worst <laughs> costume design for the characters. Why did they team oh. up with who was it, Gucci? Or what what company was it that had a Final Fantasy character? Like oh. fake modeling. Oh yeah, Lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, yeah. Lightning's like the worst character ever. No one gives a shit about Lightning. Louis Vuitton. Nobody gave a shit about Lightning. What the fuck? Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Louis Vuitton. there's like fake yes. ads. No, like, <laughs> I, I guess they can make the comparison. Louis Vuitton, Lightning. I guess. Well, I don't know. They True. they literally made a fake interview. With it, I guess on CNN, uh, see CNN articles. So I guess it's real. This is really weird. what is happening. That's, okay. I feel like yeah. Donald Trump wishes he could do that, like just program an interview where people will always ask him the perfect questions. <laughs> okay, we're getting off topic. What else is new? Okay, let's see. I guess my and was anticipated though, since you guys covered most of it. But uh, I guess for me, it will be Persona Five, one of the biggest JRPG franchises on the planet. Well, I guess not one of the biggest, but still, it's one of the most quickly acclaimed. And the sequel to Persona 4 Golden, one of the best games I've ever played? Fuck yes, bring it on. Hmm. PS4. Mm. I, I really, slept if you, if you, through 4, so I, I never got them. Okay, well, if you have, if you, do you have a Vita? No. Okay, Chris, I would actually recommend you get a Vita to play Persona 4 Golden. It's 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 magical. If you can find one. You can, <laughs> you can find one, Curtis. Shut the fuck up. Yes, people, I, I, if you have a Vita, pick up Persona 4 Golden, especially if you like RPGs and JRPGs. It is it is fantastic. Really, I can't praise we, it enough. You know what we should do? We should like make it a like a little bit of like homework just like our listeners to see like how many like retailers they can go to to try to find a Vita. <laughs> really? <laughs> you really they go to until they're they gonna, they're gonna tweet out our account like pictures of Vitas. 
No, like, you don't have to buy the Vita. What I'm saying is just... No, I'm saying, like, tweet pictures of Endangered Vita's animals stores. in the wild. Like, just try to go somewhere and be like, do you guys have a Vita? And they're going to laugh at you and be like, who the fuck buys a Vita? And then they're, you're just going to look like a total moron. So uh, we want to bring, bring I, about I would, shame I would probably punch those people in the face. Can we do that? Can we, that be, like, the listener question of the week or whatever is, like... Let's see. Let's see how many stories you can go to until you find. Okay, a fine, people. If you can, if you want to, if you want to bother taking the time, yes, you can go to a store and see if they have a Vita, and then let us know. Send, yeah, like, a, send just, like a picture to Three Angry Nerds Twitter account. Yeah, just call them up and be like, "Hey, by the way, do you guys have a Vita?" They'll just slap at you. Be like, <laughs> "I'm just trying to find one tomorrow please. on lunch." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna end it here. All, All right. right, first episode done, guys. Okay, so we're finishing up now. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, and if you want to send us emails, please do so. Go to Three Angry Nerds Podcast at Gmail dot com and send it with the subject line tag for Three Angry Gamers, and we'll be happy to read it on the air here on Three Angry Nerds dot com. Not Three Angry, Three Angry Gamers. God damn it, I'm not used to that. But yeah, I hope you had a good time, and bye bye everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>